1: You are now tuned to The Other Side with BOK Sports 98
0: Welcome back. You're now tuned into The Other Side, The Other Side of Sports. I'm your host, Laws yeah. in the building. It's me. Yeah. It's Aaron. We rocking out. Uh, Going to get into it all today.
1: That's right. You already know.
0: I'm trying to reserve. Matter of fact, I'm not even going, usually, I try to, like, you know, work, go through the soft stuff first, blah, blah, blah. But Babins have been hitting me so, so heavy about this Kyrie Irving wanting to get my assessment of the situation, right? And, you know, I I had to think long and hard because with situations like this, you just can't jump off the handle. How I was feeling and what I wanted to say might have not been uh, the best thing to say Right So I had to really like Process it Think about it And uh So we here I- I've come to my conclusions Around the you Uh I mean for those who don't know Uh Kyrie's been under Heavy scrutiny Uh Because of The fact that he shared A post on his social media platform That alluded to A documentary That was discussing uh basically the origins of of hebrews and the jewish nation in the documentary uh it's alleged that there's information in the documentary i haven't watched the documentary just gotta put that disclaimer out there that in the documentary that they were alluding to the holocaust not being a real event right um the content or the information that Kyrie was sharing was not really to highlight that point, but it was just a part of it. He was asked about it in a press conference. They were uh, you know, basically kept beating a drum to try to get elicit a certain response from him. He would not acquiesce. Uh, that then led to um him being suspended by the team. Uh, and then just a lot of scrutiny, though. A lot of scrutiny. You heard NBA players come out. You heard LeBron uh detest um the 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 post that, that Kyrie put up. You heard Shaq, you heard uh anybody who's anybody um that's been on a team has gone and like spoken out against it. Um this is where I'm at on it. I think that you do as a as a person who excuse me has a large platform, you do have to be careful of what you share, right? But again, I don't think that what the the crime, so to speak, or what they're saying that he's guilty of doesn't fit the punishment. Um I don't think that it's clearly evident that Kyrie's intentions was not around, you know, putting forth hate speech or whatever you want to call, or anti-Semitism. Um, you know, in the context of that, what they're saying it is, which sometimes can, can be different things depending on, you know, who's making that decision. Um, I don't think he had any malice in sharing the content. I don't think that he was promoting it. I think, um, if, if it was really something that was so vile and disturbing, Kyrie is not the one to take responsibility for that. Like, he didn't create the documentary. He didn't have his hand in it. He didn't have, like, he wasn't, like, uh, like backdoor prom- promoting it to get, like, a kickback of money or anything. Like, I, I-, I personally think he just watched the documentary. There were some things that, you know, he felt resonated with him, and he just wanted to share it. I don't necessarily think he saw any deeper than that. Um, but with that said, you do have responsibility. And in, 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 re- in all reality, right, the society that we live in, right, the people with power and control, they set the rules. And that's that's just what it is. And um, unfortunately, just like Britney Griner stuck in Russia, for a crime that people look at and be like, yeah, that like it just it doesn't match up. Well, in Russia, they have a set of rules, and because they run that that situation, they can decide what what the punishment of the crime is. In America, there's there's a set of rules that's governed by people who are in power and in control to be able to dictate what things warrant certain punishments. And it's unfortunate. But it's just the reality. What I what I do have a problem with is, you know, especially other black brothers and sisters piling on the situation, right? As if like almost to, I don't hear that much talk out of Charles Barkley and them when stuff is happens to their own community. So I, I just, it's, it's it's definitely disheartening. Uh, at times where they, especially our people take this very strict line in the sand for other groups that they don't take for their own group and their own people. Um, it just, it, it's just disheartening. Aaron, you, you want to say something?
1: Not a whole lot to add to that. I mean, it's not accidental that they choose the people that they choose to be the face of these networks and these platforms because they will call and do what their daddies tell them to do in these situations. It's just what it is. It's not an accident that they don't have other guys that you knew wouldn't be going forward or wouldn't be (coughs) kind of pulled on the leash and told what to say and how to feel and what to do. Um, Like you said, the problem I have is in any other community, you don't see when Asians do anti-black stuff, all Asians coming out and having to disavow anti-blackness. Or you don't see when Jews You didn't see a bunch of Jews when Sarver said those niggas need a nigga. You didn't see every Jewish person come out and have to make a statement and disavow those comments. It's just it's just not how it works when it comes to other groups. And and part of that, I think, is is also um, showing who's in control and kind of keeping people in line I understand that you're not at a point yet where you have enough power to, to affect change you have to beg and kind of plead on other groups to 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 get the same amount of uh, or, or the same kind of consequences that seem to happen whenever a black person does something that um, is unbecoming of their platform or, or, or the praise that they kind of receive I think another piece of this is people don't like Kyrie So it's easy for him to be the face of this when, if it was another player, even a player that isn't necessarily popular or liked in the NBA, um, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal, but because Kyrie's a flat earther and he says a lot of dumb stuff. uh, One of these guys who kind of brands themselves as a free thinker when they're basically just a crunch contrarian. um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't really like those kinds of people. And it's kind of like to, to prove a point or to show them like you don't know or or, you're not as free as you as you run around here acting to be. I think if it was any other player almost in the league, there may have been like a suspension, um, an apology and maybe a fine, but I don't think it would have been as big a deal as it seems to be um, because it's Kyrie. He's not that big of an NBA star. I mean, he's a solid player. He, he's won rings, but this isn't LeBron, this isn't KD, this isn't Steph, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think the magnitude of this situation coincides with the level of player or notoriety that he has across the
0: globe, let alone um, in the NBA. Yeah, they they said, so when they were interviewing him, like, at the last practice, they asked him a question. They were like, you know, do you support anti-Semitism? And he was like, again, if you know who you are, I cannot be anti-Semitic. Like, and they asked him again. And it's almost as if they wanted him like to respond a certain way. Like they want him to just, you know, denounce it like flat out. And he wasn't- They wanted a specific response.
1: It's like women do that to us all the time. Like we'll answer a question one way and they'll ask it again or a different way trying to elicit a different response than us answering the question the way that we, that goes to part of the emasculation and and control. That they Mm -hmm. want to show like, you're not as powerful or strong as you yeah. think you and are. you going to answer can, this the way we, we want, you. Yeah. or there are going to be consequences.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it, I mean, and, and
1: granted. Go, go ahead. I also don't like people tying him to Kanye. These are two different, complete, mm-hmm. two completely different things. Kanye's anti-black. He's a coon. He's MAGA. I mean, they both fall under the bracket of, of believing because, see, I don't want to. Believing that they're free thinkers and because they say things that are contrary to what everybody else says, mm-hmm. that that elicits some type of IQ high IQ or being smart like that part I get but as far as like anything else, they're t- two completely different people like Kyrie has never done from what I've seen any coon behavior or trying to throw his people under the bus or pull all of these selfish moves to try to try mm-hmm. to catapult himself higher and make him look better than anybody else. He's been himself.
0: a contrarian, you know. He's been a contrarian
1: he, but, but he's but, always but. been pro-black as far as I've been able to see. Yeah, nah, I've never seen him coon or activate his coonship beyond what any other black person raised up in America. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, nah. Kind of nah,
1: has done by being ingratiated in, in European culture. Agreed.
0: Um, they 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 issue, uh, basically the Nets have put on Kyrie these six terms or demands that he has to fulfill before he would be even eligible to like return to the team, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, he would have to apologize and condemn the movie, right? 500K donation to the anti hate causes. I don't know what constitutes anti hate causes, but. I definitely donated to something against anti black
1: hate, and that should suffice 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. Sensitivity training anti-semitic training i mean I, I honestly if there's anti-semitic training i would like to go and actually see like what would it what constitutes because even to say like that you know the jewish community has like a lot of resources or has money apparently that's anti-semitic too but per the definition it's hard to like kind of kind of ascertain that like i i i it's tricky, Like, you, you really don't know. And so a lot of times you see, and, and I've seen it lately, the people on TV, they're just like, I'm just asking a question because they're trying to frame it in a question as I'm ignorant and don't understand because it's so volatile. And it's like, you know, anything that you say, you step on a landmine and it's not, the consequences aren't just, you know, oh, I'm sorry. And you apologize. It really, they will strip your livelihood away. Like, and that that's essentially what is what is happening. One GM came out and said that this could be the end of Kyrie Irving's career. It
1: won't be. Um, but you also have to keep in mind, I think they said at one point, it might have been like last year, I don't know if it's the same now, 28 or 29 out of the 30 owners are, G- are Jewish. Mm-hmm. So they possess the power, the, the commissioner's Jewish, they possess the power as far as the NBA goes and as far as the narrative goes, how this is going to be spun. So that's why it's such a sensitive subject. This is something that if it was done in the NFL, you wouldn't have seen that same, um, you see the social media backlash, but he wouldn't have been suspended indefinitely and have to come up with these terms that aren't enforceable based on the the collective bargaining agreement and everybody just kind of cow We've had, you've seen players like Riley Cooper say, I'll fight every nigger in here and and not even get suspended at all. You know what I mean? You've seen a lot of uh, things take place and it's just based on the demographic of the ownership that the consequences are going to be more severe. You would just wish with a league that's 80% black when it comes to any blackness consequences would be as severe seeing as that yeah. they're the power base and they you without black people you have no NBA product. Yeah. But guys, if guys aren't going to stick together then this is something that's going to happen because you need a Charles Barkley. You need the guys who are the speaking heads for the league and the players and everybody associated with with it to kind of come together and establish. Hey, we're not going to let this guy get lynched like this, and we're not going to going to pile on like we're adults. We 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 have our own mind and we have our own agendas, and we're not going to let anybody else decide what our agenda is going to be. Yeah. But until people can kind of. And you don't even have to completely unify, but you gotta get on the same page as far as, as what the boundaries are gonna be for how you allow people to bully your community or people that are a part of your community.
0: Yeah, nah, no, agree, agree 100%. Uh, last thing before we move on, you know, I, I do think, like I started out, like Kyrie does have a responsibility, right? Of what of what he shares and what, what he puts forth. But to the same token, right? I think that a community that understands oppression to the to the height that the Jewish community understands it, right? Allegedly. Uh, well, I... that's I, my comment, I, not Harold's. Allegedly, in my assessment, I'm like, if you understand it to that level, right, where you were like, this can't ever happen again, and 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 your community, of course, the Jewish community is very protective of that and establishing that. Right. I just I personally, as a black person in America, just don't see the same level of concern or or um, vitriol for issues of oppression that happen to other other groups within, you know, where we live. Right. Um, You know, again, my community does not have the resources to establish the rules of how things kind of navigate. And if a community does have those resources, you know, and they understand how bad and how sickening oppression is to the level that, you know, this week I've seen, you know, they had Jewish people on the on the TV show explaining how this hurt their community to what, you know, the level and degree that it has, right? I'm like, that's exactly how i feel when i watch a joy floyd or a situation that uh, impair you know impacts our our community you know i would i would think that there would be a link between those two to say you know what oppression in any form in any way we're going to react the same way to the same level um but again right i mean that's like if, if i went if, it it if i want to the powerball tomorrow is <laughs> is everybody gonna get money am i gonna just give to the poor and everybody in the community i mean maybe not
1: no you know just if we want to keep it all the way real a lot of people identify more with the power of white supremacy than they do with the oppression of, of anti-blackness mm. so like we can out every time something happens they kind of consolidate and establish themselves as a separate jewish community apart from whiteness and white supremacy but a lot of what we see in any blackness people from that community are a part of that. We saw that with Sarver. We saw that with the other owner that got kicked out with the Clippers. So like, that's your answer right there. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Ah, okay. Uh, on to some other, uh, <laughs> racial, racial discour- dis- disparaging situations. The Colts have hired Jeff Saturday, with no NFL coaching experience, Aaron.
1: <laughs> Off a TV screen.
0: No, you TV got a chance. Screen. You got a chance. You should apply for the commander's job, dog. I should, dog. I should. I'm just trying to figure out what Jeff Saturday has. I, I saw, uh, what's his name, Irsay defend him by saying he doesn't know anything about football and because he doesn't know, he's not jaded by the, by the struggles of fo- uh, that happen on the football team. I was like... Yo, you talk about spin cycle? If I ever heard one, bro. I mean, I just think it's, it's really disrespectful. Crackhead.
1: You said what? He a drunk crackhead. You <laughs> can't take anything he says.
0: <laughs> Dog, you have experienced coaches on your team that you could have hired. I'm not even saying they had to be black. But Jeff Saturday is the farthest from qualified.
1: As Any can- white man will do. Any white man will do. But they did say interim coach. So that's for the rest of this season. I don't think the Rooney Rule applies to interim coaches. Now, if they hire this, if this Batman ends up being the coach going in the next year and, and this is just his job, then that's going to be a problem.
0: You didn't have nobody on your staff that you could turn the football over to. I mean, turn the the team over to. That's a crackhead, Harold. He's a crackhead. John Fox. You got Kato June. Remember the linebacker who used to play with the coach? He was part of their staff. You got Reggie Wayne. I mean, Reggie Wayne only has one year experience coaching, but... It's more than Jeff Saturday. It's more than Jeff Saturday. That's a fact. Crackhead. Just because he a billionaire, you think the batman's smart? Nah, he's definitely not smart. He looked like he was drunk in the press conference. So... What kind of... What kind of what, what do you think happens to the team with Jeff Saturday at the helm? Nothing or just is this like, if you
1: on, the, if you're
0: on the team, like what are you thinking about? I'm like, dog, what? The thing is they'll, they'll
1: align with each other, but there's gotta be some dissension from guys who feel like they were qualified to take over the job or that they have certain things in place, even though they were sorry and not winning. When you bring somebody completely outside of the organization or at least outside of the coaching staff, because they claimed he was a consultant, but the Bama was working on TV. Mm-hmm. So when you bring somebody from outside and you already have schedules set up, it's just so many logistics that go into coaching beyond the X's and O's, beyond the relationships. and knowing He doesn't even know every guy on the team right now. You Halfway through the season, and your head coach doesn't even know every guy on the team. It's just, it's it's Gonna be tough on him. <laughs> it's gonna be tough on the assistant coaches. Dog, Yo, you it, just have so
0: much work to do, dog. Like it's not even it's not like it's the off season. You can come in, kinda learn the code, learn you stepping into a already they got a game in a few days, though.
1: So it's it's tough. It's tough. But on to play devil's advocate and the other side of that, we talk about this all the time, especially though. I say coaches lose more games than they win. in all sports. Like coaching is so overrated, in my opinion. Mm. Like people just give this, 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 this genius tag and just this affinity to this head coach position. When, it, especially here, like you see a lot of guys, they stand there with their arms crossed. You don't even know what they do a whole lot during the game. <laughs> outside of maybe the logistics during the week. But during the games, it got like when they were asking Ron about uh, his choice to call timeout when he did and all that. He's like, there's an analytics guy up in the booth. He's telling me when to call timeouts and based on the chart he has, that's why I called it at that time. Like what A lot. Of, what do a lot of these guys do now that analytics is a big part of sports? Yeah. So that I being said, that. maybe getting a guy that's less involved or less invested in the the way that things look from an X's and O's standpoint. So the way we went, maybe maybe that helps. But mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't hurt. They can't be much worse than what they were. Yeah. Maybe benching Matt Ryan after paying him was um, Frank Reich's decision and not ownership. And maybe they weren't in lockstep mm-hmm. with the GM who went out and paid Matt Ryan. I'm assuming that the coach is, is trying to go back and forth with the owner, like, hey, th- this guy can't play. Maybe it was the same thing with Carson last year, mm-hmm. where... You know the head coach wanted him but the gm didn't then the gm gets his quarterback and the coaches like these kind of things take place behind the scenes and outside of washington a lot of the time those things don't get out so people assume that a lot of these things only happen on trash organizations it's just the leaks and things like that that happen here kind of make it look that way so i'm sure there's some 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 issues going on based on the two quarterbacks that they've had the last two years and the results that they've gotten from having those two quarterbacks and everybody looks at this roster and you assume this should be a really good team fighting for playoff spots and potentially a quarterback away from being a contender for for a championship and to see what they got out of this team the last two years um, it seems almost like the owner is basically protesting kind of sort of in a way or, or maybe the GM won that battle and we're about to see whose fault it was at this point.
0: We're going to find out. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, before we get into our games today, though, the Washington Wizards are 5-6. and six. Uh, They played just about what I expected them to play through the first 11 games. Um, there's some followers we got out there. Denny Avdia... Let that go. Can I let it go? I God no, told me about
1: The fans they got to let that go. That ship is sailed
0: They told me he was real, Aaron. They told me he was a lockdown defender that he could score. He got better. They sending me, they sending me uh, clips of him practicing in the gym in the off season. They sending me clips of him in in, in Baghdad and overseas cooking, getting triple doubles and all it's that bad. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, he can't bust a grape, Aaron. He misses
1: layups more than I've seen anybody in the NBA miss layups. I'm talking about right under the basket, miss the rim. I'm like, this dude does not belong, borderline in the NBA. Like he he's can't tall, shoot. For he's him, athletic. Though. Like it's no reason for him to to be as bad as he is, other than they overhyped him. For this is a marketing ploy, and we talked about this with them trying to establish this this international team. Over drafting basketball guys. And Rui looks like he's starting to figure it out and at least be productive. Like he needs to be in the starting lineup for one. But like they, it seems like they're valuing marketing and getting this international team and kind of trying to draw fans based on that versus the basketball aspect. Cause they force him in the starting lineup. And it's just these are minutes you can clearly see need to be going to other players, other more productive players. He can't lock anybody up. Like that tough defensive player is fake news because he's out here getting cooked every week and guys are targeting him and you can see guys like snickering when when they get Denny switched on I'm like oh you supposed to be a stopper watch this and so it's, it's, he, it's, it's frustrating box, watching the fake news that the media the coaching staff seem to be complicit in and it's never just about the sport when you come to the city it's always so many politics involved and stuff like Rui needs to be in the starting lineup if not Roy put Kispert I know he was hurt but it's be other bad. guys now eventually they did take him out of the starting lineup and they put uh, Ari uh, put Gill, in yes. um, who, who's competent. he's not a superstar yet you know ceiling might not be that high but he's not gonna make any mistakes to, to, to he's not gonna miss layups in the open court he can hit open shots he, mm-hmm. he seems to be competent versatile defensively so it's just the media has to stop with trying to sell this, sell this idea that Denny is, is some oh, great player in defensive game. Blocker.
0: Four points. Uh, that's what he's averaging, four points. Somebody had the nerve to tell me he's going to be averaging double digits. I told them. They told you 16 points. <laughs> they was on hard drugs. They were on hard crack cocaine, dog. They think he's going to get double digits. He's not that good. He can't score Oh, Batman's a direct down the street from me. Let alone on NBA talent.
1: And, and it's sad because this is another one of those situations where Denny hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? For us to have to have yeah, these conversations. Right. And you can see him out there sometimes he a little bit frustrated. He's trying, but it's not who he is. And it's not who he's going to be. They're trying to force this narrative. And it's not working. And it's almost like throwing him under the bus because you, you're you going to hinder what development he might have had if you allowed him to just be who he is as a player, allowed a coach to give him the minutes he, he warrants based on his performance and development versus trying to say, oh, we got us a defensive stuff like they did with, uh, what was it, Patterson who was supposed to be the Kobe stopper? It's just like you're trying to create this fake narrative of this person that does not exist. He's not a
0: good basketball player. They played Jordan right Goodwin last night. He already got averaging more points than than Denny and Denny played the whole year so I, I just with less minutes
1: they have to make a move beyond Denny not being um, the person that they try to, to sell us him to be Monte Morris project was a fail you that was a fail already? It, it's been terrible they need a point guard they need a point guard so desperately. You can see when Bill's not out there on go mode or when the team is not just hitting shots, it's so hard for them to get into a good offense or get shots or it's just, it looks bad. They just take turns yeah. taking bad shots one-on-one. It seems like there's no coaching going on at all. And I, yeah. I know part of what would alleviate that would be a point guard who's essentially a coach on the floor, who you yeah. can have those coaches like Scott Brooks who just basically roll a ball on the floor and let the players figure it out. Yeah, but Morris, is, hey, Morris doesn't appear
0: capable of that. He he's playing twenty eight minutes. He averaging nine points, four uh, five assists, and three and a half rebounds. That's not enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. You playing twenty eight minutes? You you got to be getting double digit points, or at least double digit assists. Even right. if you're not if getting he was double getting digit nine points, points done. and and nine
1: assists. I would almost talk. be able to live with that,
0: yeah.
1: But it's just like, even in, I think the numbers are even a bit misleading, just based on the amount of minutes he plays and the open shots he gets. Yeah, he gets. I just shot. being out there. He just he doesn't make enough shots compared to the shots that he gets. Defensively, he looks like a liability. Like guard, you can see the other point guards or guards are going right at him when, on, uh, when he's on defense. Mm. He doesn't get the team in any significant offense or you can't see him dictating the tempo or just being in control of that offense at all. He's just another player on the field, on on the court. Mm. And I think they need to make a move. Even if he, like maybe him coming off the bench, it wouldn't be so glaring. But they got to make a move to figure out that point guard position. They swung and missed on him. They swung and missed on Dinwiddie last year. They swung and missed on the Westbrook trade. They got to figure something out. And I would even, the guy from Baltimore who um, comes off the bench. Will Barton, I would like to see him get a chance to start at the point guard position or maybe run a 2-2 guard position. But Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what they're doing at the point guard position isn't working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On our games. It's a tight race. Just to update everybody, I got 71. D's at 66. Aaron, you at 70. Jeremy at 71. And Marcus is at 72. So it's a tight race. Me and Jeremy tied. You one behind and two behind Marcus. And we one behind Marcus. And D's bringing up the caboose. Uh, this week we got the Falcons at the Panthers. Panthers are underdogs at home plus three. Falcons have been playing, dog. Yeah, give
1: me the Falcons. Another thing that's been good to see, to kind of break the mold, you know, often uh, the NFL tends to do the same thing throughout the whole league, just copycat league. It's been good to see Gino and Mariota get a chance to play under different regimes, get another chance to start, and have a coach be confident in them and give them a real opportunity and, and to be able to show some success in the league. Like yeah. that's been good to see. And Gino's been even playing beyond that. That Bama's been cooking. They're gonna end up making the playoffs. So yeah. That's been good to see for sure.
0: Nah, for for sure. For sure. Uh Seahawks at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favorite, minus two and a half. Out your mind. This is a lot, Seahawks. I got the Seahawks too. I'm going with Gino all the way and see that by all the lose. way. Vikings at Bills. Bills are favorite minus six and a half. I'm anticipating that to come down. If if uh the Josh UCLA. Allen is is not playing. Josh Allen apparently has a uh something UCL wrong with his, his elbow UCL strain or pull getting evaluated. Is that his throwing on? That that's on? That's my question. Uh I do not know the answer to that. But the way they're talking about it, potentially. Yeah, I'm gonna go Vikings to to
1: cover. Not necessarily to win, but to cover. Uh I'm gonna go with the Bills. JETS.
0: That's got a surprise W. Just going to the playoffs this year? For sure. They're going to lose, but they're going to go. Lions at Bears. Bears are favorite minus three against the Lions. I think that's high. That should be two and a half. Um... Lions beat the. Green Yeah. Packers um, I'm going to go with Chicago Another week Chicago They covered last week I'm going with the Lions Broncos at Tennessee Titans Titans their favorite minus three Give me the Broncos
1: The, the Tennessee Titans Might have the worst receiving court in the league Yeah, they do. They have a. I mean. It's between them and Chicago, but that receiver. But at least Chicago got Mooney. Like, Tennessee
0: Titans are bad without AJ Burr. Yeah, they're bad. Um, You going with the Titans or the Broncos? I'm going Broncos. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans. Get some games back here. All right. Uh, Jaguars at Chiefs Chiefs are favorite minus nine and a half You're expecting a blowout I'm we'll gonna go with the Jags mm. I'm gonna go Jags To cover Alright Browns at Dolphins Dolphins are favorite minus four Browns. When your boy come back? Is it next week?
1: Is well, week 10? Two weeks. Two weeks.
0: Going Browns. Yeah, I'm going Browns too. Uh, Texans at Giants. Giants are favorite. Minus six and a half. One more time. Texans at Giants Giants are favorite at home minus six and a half uh Texans I'm gonna go with the Giants all right Saints at Steelers Steelers are favorite minus two and a half. The Steelers are favorite?
1: Yep. I'm gonna go Steelers But a bye week.
0: We'll go with the Steelers as well. Colts at Raiders. Raiders are favored minus six and a half. Over with the Colts. I'm never picking the Raiders ever again, though.
1: I'm going to go Raiders because it's going to be so discombobulated this week.
0: Cowboys at Packers. Packers are favorite minus five. Oh, say that again? No way. Cowboys at Packers. Packers are favorite minus five. That's not right. Hold it can't on. be right. Hold on, hold on it has
1: gotta be Cowboys favorite about it it's week 10
0: alright I'm about to see I'm about to double check
1: no that's a glitch in the matrix we about to go to sportsbook right now if that's the case no 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 I'm gonna drop off the podcast and head to Maryland live ASAP mm, hold on let me see 50,000 on the Cowboys <laughs> where's where is it at? I'm gonna go
0: to scores and not. There's no way. Dallas, I'm sorry. Dallas's favorite minus five. Whew.
1: Okay. Uh yeah, give me cowboys. They're gonna terrorize that Bama Aaron Rodgers this week.
0: Cardinals at Rams Rams are favorite minus three Cardinals that seems to be the one thing the Cardinals can be I'm going Cardinals as well does
1: uh, Kingsbury get Can this week if they lose or they gonna let them finish out the season
0: they gonna let them finish the season Chargers at 49ers. 49ers are favorite minus seven. Oh yeah, Chargers. Okay. And then Monday night. The commanders at the Eagles. Washington. Minus ten and a half. Washington. Going on with the Eagles. Chase Young probably might be back this game. Let that bam sit the rest of the season. I wouldn't play. If I was his management, I'd be like, hey, bro, just don't. Just don't. Don't, even waste. don't even waste your time out there. Unless they get into the playoffs,
1: come and play in the playoff game. Other than that, don't leave that alone.
0: They're just going to blame uh, you anyway. Somebody new for Ronda Blaine. You already know. Follow us at OSS980 at Other Side of Sports. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button Share the content uh, And we out You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday On Apple Podcasts Stitcher, Google Play Just search Other Side of Sports Or you can follow us On Instagram At OSS980 Shut up Give me a turn to speak Fine see You do that to me How does it feel to be told to shut up we've talked about. let me speak how does that Do feel I- how does that Do- feel
1: Do-